1: Hey, it's C Sparky Fiverr, 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee sports timeout. Don't forget when the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. After each and every Milwaukee Bucks game, get yourself a free frosty chocolate or vanilla at participating Wisconsin Wendy's within 24 hours after said Bucks victory. Joining me now, he is the sports director at CBS 58 Crunchy, Kevin Holden. Follow him on Twitter at 321 Kevin. We're going to talk Brewers. We're going to talk Packers. Uh, during this interview, we'll start off uh, with the Green Bay Packers. Kevin Holden are we at the point yet to where if you were the Green Bay Packers you would be getting frustrated and thinking about walking away if you can't get a deal done
0: oh man that's that is, that's crazy because in 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 the bubble in the idea of just the the deal itself yeah I, I would be at that point but but the thing is i would have to sit down and remember what i'm walking back into if uh if it doesn't come to fruition if it, if they just walk away from it then you're you're sitting with, with twelve for another year under center, which uh, I mean you, you spent a lot of a lot of great years with Aaron Rodgers. You did. And and the off seasons were, you know, increasingly a slog. They were increasingly difficult to deal with. Now you'd have to come back and, and try to piece all of this back together. You've got Jordan Love out in California working with the receivers and you know, with Aaron Jones and I mean I, I think I think there's a, there's enough of this to to you know that, that that's ready to move on. Enough of the franchise that's ready to move on that it, it might be time to just stick it out and figure it out, even if you're frustrated.
1: The other thing about this when we talk about the situation with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love is the report now that Jordan Love is working out with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs uh, and Aaron Jones uh, this offseason before they even get to OTAs and trying to to build that type of bond. Do you think this is a Jordan Love thing, or do you think this is a Packers-mandated thing?
0: <laughs> I Honestly, I think it's a Jordan Love thing, and I think part of it has to do with the fact that he's been – quiet and professional and and just not part of this this madness over the last couple of years at all and i think that the thing that jordan love has probably been ready to do that entire time is to lead and that's something that he physically could not do with rogers there and and that makes sense he's the backup there's only so much you can do in that in that position when you've got a legend ahead of you but i mean jordan love's been ready and he's Spent three years, I think, waiting for the opportunity. So I think Love can't wait to get going with this guys, and I think uh, you know they, the Packers are excited. I'm sure to see what kind of leadership qualities he'll bring to the table, how different that part of him will be uh, as the starter. But uh, no, I I think this I think Jordan Love's ready to go. I think he's been ready for about two years. <laughs>
1: With the draft coming up next month, knowing that the Packers are at least gonna have their own pick. Maybe they don't have the Jets pick in the first round, but they at least have their own pick uh going forward. Are you leaning towards one position or one side of the ball with that fifteenth pick in the first round for the Packers?
0: There's a part of me that would really love to see them do if if the if that kind of player was there that could really help alter things on offense that gives Jordan Love another weapon, I would actually be okay with it. Uh they've You've already got uh, Romeo Dobson, Christian Watson, who are still only entering their second year, who are still, you know, young in in NFL terms, but ready to develop. And uh, what the Packers did with Watson in that year one was pretty impressive. Uh, You know, the fact that they just kept pounding that ball his way and eventually helped him turn the corner during his rookie year. And, you know, you didn't have to wait for the third year to do it. If they could do that again... With another receiver, I think you've got a chance to to build something that uh, that can get aerial and do so pretty effectively. So, I mean, it would have to be there. I wouldn't want to reach too much for it, but an impact receiver there would be would be all right
1: with me. Talking with Kevin Holden, CBS 58. Uh, follow him on Twitter at 321 Kevin. Real nice and simple. Uh, I want to also ask you about Mark Murphy, uh, who continues to talk. Uh, latest coming at some type of uh, tech deal that he was speaking at, tech convention or something. I said he was sworn to secrecy, uh, that he can't say anything more about Aaron Rodgers uh, in the death, Jets deal. And Within saying it, if you've heard the audio, he is kind of laughing and sounds carefree, Kevin. Sounds like the weight of the world has finally been lifted off the sh- off of his shoulders now that he can move on from Aaron Rodgers. It, does it feel that way to you? Kind of like, um, it, it's almost like, thank God it's finally over? Because that's kind of what it feels like to me when you hear him talk about this.
0: Oh, question. <laughs> like, I think... I think maybe the one human being, well, maybe the number two human being in that position of, of just wiping the brow and saying, oh, thank goodness, that nightmare's over, uh, is Murphy. I, I think Matt LaFleur might be one on the list. I think LaFleur obviously benefits more directly from what Rodgers is on the field, so that helps. But uh, what what this has developed into the last couple of seasons off the field has got to be just exhausting. I mean, Mark Murphy popped in at halftime of a girls basketball game that had a live broadcast because it was across the street. And if, I mean, you, you know, Sparky, you've been dealing with the Packers as long as I have. Uh, It it is not exactly a common thing for a Packers dignitary, someone to be just popping in and then on the live broadcast during a situation like this. Like I've talked to Mark Murphy in, in situations away from the season before, and he's always been gracious, always been terrific with us. But if a Rodgers thing was going on, I wouldn't expect him to talk to me. The fact that he did in that broadcast and the fact that he said what he said in that most recent audio is, to me, it's just, it's just proof. I think he's been through just, you know what, with Rodgers in these last couple off seasons, and, and I think he's, he's ready, man. He is, I think Mark Murphy's you know, he's going to be going into the sunset in a couple of years, and he's happy that that, that particular chapter
1: is done. As happy as Murphy is to be uh, having Rodgers gone, I wonder if Corbin Burns is going to be just as happy uh, leaving the Milwaukee Brewers. After what happened in arbitration, and now comes word from John Heyman, the MLB Network, uh, that Corbin Burns has moved on to Scott Boris to be his agent uh, going forward. I put it on social media uh, because I, I don't think anybody expects him now to be a Brewer uh, long-term other than the next two years. Uh, what would be the difference in moving from Corbin Burns now Uh, at the beginning of the season versus waiting to the deadline or waiting to next offseason to move on from Corbin Burns. I would think Corbin Burns would bring you back even a bigger package now than if you waited to halfway through the season – and immediately I got, well, you know, if they're contenders. Well, but they were contenders last year and they moved on from Josh Hader. That didn't stop them from moving on. And yes, Hader was struggling, no question about it. But they clearly didn't think that they had the pieces to get that thing done. They were just trying to figure that if they got in the playoffs, that'd be good enough. Fans would be happy. Uh, and move forward. This Corbin Burns thing here with Wayne Miley, uh, and as long as Hauser is Hauser, you have your starting five. Uh, your five rotation is set. If you move on from Burns now, your thoughts on how the Brewers should handle Corbin Burns?
0: Yeah, man, that that Boris thing is it puts this in a completely different light. At the beginning of spring training, I think the Brewers and their fans were very sympathetic with. You know, who, who Burns was and what his situation was, you know, a homegrown product, a guy that, that developed into a Cy Young award winner, a rare guy, maybe a guy that you could figure out a way to keep. And now he's signed Boris, which is <laughs> on the one end, you've got the, the guy who gets the maximum dollar in all situations for his client. And on this end, you've got the team that's paying the minimum dollar, literally in the Burns case, to their guys. Uh, it, it's split it like it's done like there's there isn't you know in the beginning of the spring you think well maybe you know they can make up and he'll come out and he'll be fine and you know whatever and yeah maybe he'll be a good pitcher for him this year but the idea of anything long term between Burns and the team is absolutely dead with the signing of uh, of his signing on with Boris Corp so it is uh yeah it's done and and if there was a chance and you could get maximum Value it would it would hurt like crazy and obviously it would it would make the Brewers worse in the short term I would think but uh, long term uh, I think it's something you
1: got to consider at this point. What are you most optimistic about with this Brewers team this season?
0: Brandon Woodruff because everybody is is focused on you know Burns in the future and that kind of thing and I'm watching Brandon Woodruff throw change ups in spring training like I, I oh man like but Woodruff Woodruff has been an ace. But he just hasn't been the ace because Burns is there, and and I think I think Woodruff is the guy that, that might come out as the good guy in all this. Maybe if they can scrape up the money for one of these long term deals, maybe he's the guy. I think uh, you know the pitching is still going to be in pretty good shape. I know Peralta got hit around a little yesterday, but you know I still feel like it's Woodruff and Peralta. If you have Burns for the year, obviously that's fantastic. The the back end stuff is good. Aaron Ashby is going to come back from from injury. I. I'm optimistic that this Brewers team is going to continue to buck the uh, the franchise trend of having poor pitching. I think they're going to win games this year with pitching the same way they did last year.
1: I do not trust in any way, shape, or form the bullpen. Not in the very least at all, no. You have Devin Williams and then questions. And big questions at this. Everybody's trying to sell me on Bush. Being that eighth inning guy, okay, we'll see. Tim Dillard, uh, who we just interviewed again, it's on uh, 1250amthefan.com. When I talked to him, I think it was last month, he had brought up Ashby being a perfect fit for that eighth inning if he wasn't going to be in the rotation, and then he went on to get hurt after we had that interview. So that wipes Ashby out, at least for the beginning of the season. And the rest of that bullpen, guys that throw hard, but guys that have question marks, and I'm nervous about that bullpen, Kevin.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it does not line up terribly well behind Devin Williams. I mean, you've got you you can pencil in names, like so you can write in, you know,
1: you got Matt Bush, you got Hobie Milner, um, and you've got Hobie that Milner. Think about that. Hobie freaking Milner is the guy that we're going to stake our bullpen to. Holy crap! Let's hope not. <laughs> <sighs> My God, just thinking that Hobie flagged in the ground, man. Just love it. <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. Just go on.
0: <laughs> That's a guy with a 4.31 career ERA. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that does say a lot, doesn't it? That, uh, that, that, that when you're talking about sure things, he's the second name out of my mouth behind uh, you know Bush and then obviously Devin Williams. So the third, I guess. It's it's interesting because I I think if the Brewers' rotation at the top shaped up really well, that they could do something similar to what they did in 2018. You remember 18? They had you know the the starters didn't go as long. Uh, that's not the similar thing, but they had young Burns and young Woodruff throwing all those innings in middle relief, and Ashby, to me, is actually a guy who could fill that role that, that a Burns or a Woodruff of 2018 did, where if a starter flames out in the second or third inning, it's Aaron Ashby for four innings, you know, in the in the middle, and he can he can throw you important innings in games that could fall apart. Like, Ashby, to me, is maybe one of the more important pieces in how this this thing shapes up, but if you don't have him, then yeah, man, you are throwing a lot of, like, it's, we were down there in spring training shooting video, and I was with a, a new photographer. He knows baseball, but he was new to the trip, and he said, he said, uh, who, who who are these guys? Like, he kept pointing at, like, at 12, and I said, that's Javi Guerra, and he kind of looked at me like, I'm sorry, is it 2014? Right. right now? Is that is it? Yeah. That what you're mm-hmm. um, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting to see uh, how this thing will shape up, because, yeah, there's there's a lot of arms and a lot of uncertain spots.
1: Uh, which of the young players of those young outfielders, because were you down there when Churio played in that game or no? Were you down there that week? No, we were back by then. Man, I wish I was there. Right. So, I mean, Joey Weimer, Sal Freelich, obviously had some some good stuff going on in the World Baseball Classic. Garrett Mitchell, who got dinged up, and now he's back. Jackson Churio... Uh, as well, and he's going to be 19. I think there's a chance he's up at the, by the end of the year. Maybe it's September. I don't know, but I think by the end of the year, Jackson Chirio is up here. Uh, and Weimer and Freelich, I would have to think both of those guys are up here throughout the course of the year. Uh, of those guys, did anybody stick out to you?
0: Uh, just from what we saw in the in the days, that we were there before the game started, so uh, Weimer was the guy we saw taking taking cuts with with some of the bigger major league guys. Like he was in there that rotation and batting practice. And he was holding his own. Who was? Like
1: I, uh, Joey Weimer. Oh, Weimer. Okay. Yeah.
0: So so that's a guy that that uh, I mean, look that you know we, we talk a lot about Mitchell. We talk a lot about Chirio and and these other guys, but uh, that's a guy that that might step in. You know, as the sort of an unexpected uh, performer, a guy that could contribute pretty fast. I mean this group that they have. And, and of course, Bryce Terang, I guess falls into that, uh, that group somehow too. They,
1: they, yeah, right. They uh, he's got, not, he's not at their level though. I don't think, I, I think he's a, another tier down. He might end up being just a utility player.
0: He's he's a guy that I think if it, if it was like three years ago, if he's three years younger, there might be more upside, but there's, yeah, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing, but he's 23. I mean, there's so, yeah, it's true. It's, it's a, young, it's a young group and it's, it's, there's a little hint, and man, I, I I hate to even like call this into the universe, but isn't there a little hint of like 2005? A little hint of that that group that came in together—the weeks and hearts and fielders. You remember that mm-hmm. that group, the all offensive guys that that they just retooled everything at once. Like, I wonder if if this is if this is why the the dollars have been saved is because they know this group is coming, they know it's special, and they want to keep that group. That's where the focus is. Maybe, I don't know.
1: I, I think it's absolutely 100% correct. I've talked about that group to this group, and if you just look at it, Churio, I think, will be a better version of Braun, um, and hopefully one that doesn't cheat. Uh, and then you talk about Joey Weimer versus Corey Hart. Uh, Joey Weimer, probably a more athletic version of Corey Hart. Both have huge arms. Both can hit. Both have uh, power with the with the bat. Uh, and then Freelick and R- Ricky Weeks, you know, I, I was always under the assumption he was going to be in the outfield, but yesterday. Talking with a buddy of mine, we are going back and forth about where is he going to play? Can he play in the infield? And he's like, oh, he's played second. And then I saw a video, uh, and they are talking about Sal look good at third, or solid at third. So maybe Sal Freelich ends up being somewhere on the infield long term and not in the outfield. And if Gary Mitchell plays well enough, because I always thought he was the fourth of those outfielders we talk about, maybe that outfield is, is Churio, Mitchell, and Weimer, and then Sal Freelich is at second base or third base or something, and your it or going forward man,
0: and I, and the interesting thing about it is all of those guys are filling all of these spots up and and you're you're starting to to see a lineup that doesn't at all include Christian Yelich. you know oh, or, he'll be, or DH. Find, yeah, find some spot, right? Like where he doesn't have to well, and that might help, you know, with, since his back has been an issue and he had the knee injury and whatever that maybe that's the thing that gets him closer to on track. maybe maybe taking him out of the field at this stage is is not the worst idea. I mean, that's And, you know, it's not bad. It would keep him there, at least.
1: In my dream, and nobody agrees with me, and I don't care, it's my dream, Corbin Burns gets moved to St. Louis, I get Jordan Walker, Jordan Walker is my third baseman. Sal so can play second base if that's the if that's going to be how this is going to go going forward. Figure out shortstop and first base because I doubt they'll be able to sign William Adamas either. Uh, maybe Roddy Tellez stays uh, on longer uh, and stays here. Contreras remains at catcher with the outfield we talked about. That could be a pretty fun, exciting team because Walker can run too. You're talking about a team with all those young guys that can just get out and run. Stolen bases are going to be way up with this Brewers team compared to years past. I think fans are going to love it.
0: Yeah, and and Mitchell was kind of the beginning of that era for me, like to watch him just sprint out of the box and the hustle that he has and the speed that he brings to the table, like I Mitchell's kind of the 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 first hint of that new era coming to to Milwaukee and he's he's exciting. I I mean, I know he had the the little setback here in spring training, but I I'll help to see what a full season does for him in the in the big leagues. I think he'll be, he'll be pretty
1: good. All right, he is Kevin Holden, CBS 58 Sports Director. Follow him on Twitter at 321Q Kevin. Uh, always a pleasure to have Mr. Kevin Holden on. Kevin, thanks so much, my friend.
0: Sparky, always glad to do it, man. Always glad to have some fun.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could
0: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.